Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. It is always a pleasure to get a chance to chat with this young woman. The dedication that, that she has, the uh, heart that she has, uh, has been doing amazing things for our community for three decades. Uh, we, I'm talking, of course, of Allison Fitzgerald. She's with My Friend's House. Uh, Allison, for those who aren't familiar with My Friend's House, uh, let's talk about this incredible organization. And we provide uh, not only safe refuge, but counseling and support, practical support for women and children living in Collingwood, as well as uh, southern Georgian Bay. So we serve from Wasaga Beach, Clearview Township, all the way over to Meaford as well. So it's a large uh, community that we serve, and we're incredibly busy. Now, one would think in a community as affluent and as friendly and and lovely as ours that domestic violence wouldn't be a a big deal. But when we're talking about domestic violence, this is something that that, goes across all the borders. All the borders in terms of uh, socioeconomic. Mm -hmm. One in four uh, women will experience or or be touched by uh, domestic violence in their lifetime. It's an incredibly um, uh, difficult stat to accept, but it is, in fact, true. And, and yeah, it doesn't matter what social location you have. Um, violence can touch your life. And if it doesn't touch your life directly, it's, it's touching probably somebody you know, whether it's a co-worker, a mother, a sister, a daughter. Um, there are so, uh, it's so prevalent out there. And oftentimes we get um, uh, calls to our crisis lines from, like, a parent to say, her daughter is in an abusive relationship, and uh, she doesn't know how to help. Mm. And so we're always happy to take those kinds of calls as well. If, if there's a, a family member who, who really wants to support their daughter um, and uh, make a difference to make sure that she's safe and her kids are safe. And, uh, you know, speaking on the, on the daughter portion, I know, you know, my, my daughter and I definitely have conversations about what is uh, a normal relationship and, and what should be and should not be tolerated, even at a young age. And sometimes it is just ed- educating on what is appropriate. Oh, absolutely. And teaching boundaries, too, right? That, that it, it, it is not acceptable be, to be treated this way. And you have a right to say no and, and not tolerate that kind of treatment. Because oftentimes, I, th- I think especially girls are taught to be nice, right? And friendly. And, and you know, societally, we're always oh, that, that saying of boys will be boys, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which is, is an indirect message of you can't do anything about it. And we know that boys are also being taught to be uh, how to behave in healthy relationships as well. And, and they, um, we need to give them the chance and the message that, that there are different ways of behaving in a relationship as well. Over and above the bricks and mortar, uh, you know, rescue shelter that you have for those those women and, and families that are, are trying to escape domestic violence, you also have uh, 24-hour counseling and crisis lines uh, because actual actual lives are at risk in some of these cases. Oh, absolutely. We do have a 24-hour crisis line, and, and all of our uh, staff that answer that crisis line are uh, trained in crisis intervention and something called a lethality assessment. And so what they do, if a woman is calling in crisis because she's been abused, they're able to ask very specific questions to figure out how in danger she is, because what we do know specifically is when a woman is thinking about leading an abusive relationship, that is when she is more likely to be murdered. And mm. this year, 
already in the province of Ontario. I believe it's like 55 women have been murdered in the province already by their partners. So it is um, a life and death situation. It isn't just about relationship conflicts. There are some incredibly serious issues um, uh, as a result of domestic violence. And, and you know, I, I truly believe that my friend's house, our existence, is that we're saving lives. And, you know, and we've we know of cases right here in our own backyard that went the very yeah. wrong way. Uh, you know, to running this operation 24-7 and all of the things you do in and the, and the sheer number of, of calls you ha- you you respond to, it, it takes some money. And, and you would think that the government just takes care of it. They help, but it doesn't take care of close to all of it. Not not even close. We have to raise $700,000 in this fiscal year to keep our operations wow. going. And um, I just checked with our, with our business operations manager who checks, checks all, the, all the finances, and we're sitting at $500,000 now. And so that means we have to raise $200,000 uh, before March uh, 31st in order to keep the uh, shelter operating as is. And so that's why the holiday season is so incredibly important for us because it is a time of giving and it is when we receive the most donations. So we're really hoping that folks will think about My Friend's House, go to My Friend's House website and uh, and make a donation to help us keep our operations going. Not only is it the time of giving, but I would imagine that uh, calls and, and, and responses might go up at this time because, you know, as as pressures of the season get to people, as the economy is taking a downturn and, 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 and money's tighter, that's when those instances of domestic violence start to creep up. It is an incredibly stressful time, right? And and yes, we do, when women have an opportunity, they do call and ask for help and they may need uh, to leave the shelter, uh, or sorry, leave their leave their homes right now, or they just, it's just intolerable and they need to talk to somebody about, you know, what's happening in their lives and considering uh, what it is that they can do about it. But interestingly, it's actually right after the holidays is when we're the busiest because women tend to try and hold things together right. for the sake of their kids. Well, you know, interesting, and, and I know we don't talk a lot about, well, we certainly don't talk about where the shelter is. We don't talk a lot about the interworkings of the actual shelter itself. It, that is simply to protect those who need it. But can I ask you, what's the mood like for those families who have to move into the shelter at Christmas time? It might be devastating. Well, it is. It is devastating. And it's, you know, for mom, it's incredibly devastating. And for, for the kids, like they worry about you know, where, you know, is Santa going to find us? Right. <laughs> right? And, and I, have to, I have to tell you this, this story has always, always stayed in my mind. And uh, I'll try and tell it really quickly is that uh, uh, years ago when the, we had the Santa Claus parade and the kids could go uh, talk to Santa after the parade and two kids were, uh, who were living in the shelter got to do that. And what they told Santa was that they wanted a new home for Christmas and which of course Santa and Mrs. Claus were just like so impacted by kids the kids telling them they actually asked to come and visit uh, the kids at the shelter so we made that happen and you know this is where you know holiday Christmas miracles happen in that mom got a call that she got approved for housing (sighs) on the same day so Santa got to tell the kids that that they got their wish right oh my gosh that just gave me chills yeah yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, and I, I always get emotional. Christmas miracle, but, right there. <laughs> that yeah, is it really is. And so we, we, our team does everything they can to make sure Christmas is special, and not only for the kids, but for mom as well. Mm. So you 
know, we do have the the tree up and, you know, we have community members that make sure that there's a there's a Christmas dinner on the table um, on uh, Christmas Day because certainly uh, food's expensive, yes. <laughs> yeah. especially these days. And so we so appreciate how the community supports us. And I have to tell you, like this, this year, um, we put a call out to uh, have our families sponsored this year who for some that, that really do need a uh, boost up. And within 24 hours, we had all our family sponsors. That's uh. never happened. So, you know, even though there's lots of struggle in this community in terms of the economy, there's there's still a lot of a lot of um, kind uh, charitable giving happening out there. So that was really amazing to see. If we feel it in our hearts that we need to support and we should, uh, my friend's house, what do we need to do, Allison? What's the the best way to engage? Uh, really, what we what we need is 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 money. And so, if um, if my if folks can go to myfriendshealth.ca and go to the donate page, that's really incredibly helpful. But if you want to donate in another way, we so appreciate in kind gifts. Like you know, mm. we have to go to the grocery store sure. like everybody else <laughs> yep. and buy the paper products. So, if you wanted that, we do have a wish list on our uh, website. You can go to that and maybe purchase some of those items for us as well. You know, I here's a suggestion if you're hosting, the, you know, the, the, a lot of folks hosting holiday parties this year. Oh, yes. And, yes. you know, if you told your guests up front, look it, I have a lot of wine. <laughs> I have yeah. a lot of box of chocolates. <laughs> I don't need any more flowers. Uh, I appreciate a, a, a host a host or hostess gift. Uh, why don't we make it a donation? Absolutely. That That's would be incredible. Idea. Absolutely. Third, third party events, you know, folks, you know, organizing a, a fundraising event on our behalf is incredibly important because, you know, we have a very small fundraising team and it takes a lot to put events on. And so we so appreciate when people uh, want to do events on our behalf because it really saves us a lot of time and energy to focus on other things. Wow. Uh, we've been speaking with Executive Director of My Friend's House, Allison Fitzgerald. Allison, thank you so much for joining us on Talk of the Town. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great holiday, you too. John Eaton and Melanie Kay's host, Talk of the Town, weekday mornings on 95.1 The Peak.